Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Man, I am so glad to see you here today. You know what? I'm glad to see you too. You have stuck with me all week long through thick and through thin. It's a new day, it's and I hear day. that, and I validate that. <laughs> and Colin, I'm also glad that you're here. Man, I'm glad to be here. Man, I am so thankful to see y'all have made things work. Reconciliation. Reconciliation. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a process. It, it, is. it, is. it yeah. takes some time, but you know, it can happen. Yeah. And here's the example. I hope if we ever actually get mad at each other, we'll be able to make it work also. <laughs> so anyway. All right. So we're in Psalm 95, and we're going to wrap up this week. It is Friday, which of yes. course, that's always good Friday on Text Talk. But uh, not only is it Friday, that means Sunday is coming, and we're going to be getting together with our brothers and sisters here on, that meet on Livingston Avenue. We'd love for you to join us as we worship God on Sunday. We want to call you to worship with mm-hmm. us. We not, not just invite you to church. We want to invite worshipers to worship, and we want you to see that worshiping God is delightful and it's good. So come join us on Sunday. You can get all the information about it at christiansmeethere.org. But let's go ahead and read Psalm 95 one more time, this invitation to worship and praise and a warning about hard-heartedness. And so, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and I read will, Psalm 95 I will. for us? I, I just want to assure the people when they come out on Sunday, just like we read in this psalm, we will sing for joy to the Lord. We will. So you'll get a chance to sing, too. Yes. All right. Psalm 95 from the New International Version. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, Do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger. They shall never enter my rest. I know this is going to surprise you. I've never said this about any of the other psalms, but Psalm 95 reminds us and calls to mind Psalm 1. That, that was a little joke. I say that all the time, Colin. I just, we, yeah, what, we, there's an awful lot of Psalm 1 that comes <laughs> up in these. Well, Psalm 1 and Psalm 2 are the entryway to the psalms, and while not every psalm brings us back to it, this psalm certainly does as it contrasts mm-hmm. the two ways. Mm-hmm. That's, that is what this psalm contrasts, yeah. the two ways. So we, we entered the Psalter with the fact that the one is blessed who does not walk in the way of the sinner, excuse me, who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers. And what Psalm 95 actually brings to mind is that moment when Israel walked in the counsel of the ungodly. Mm -hmm. The ungodly spies told them they could not enter the land, and so they decided to follow their lead. And so God, very specifically here, Psalm 95 and verse 10, they have not known 
my ways. Mm-hmm. He is bringing that to mind because in Psalm 1, what we learn there is that God knows the way of the righteous. Mm-hmm. And so here are people that don't know God's ways. What does that mean about them? Mm-hmm. They're the wicked. They're the ones who are not the righteous. So this psalm brings to mind Psalm 1, and it, it's a case study. It's a case study, and here's what it looks like when you have the contrast between between the people who will meditate on God, meditate on his will, walk in his way, and therefore they become planted like trees bef- beside streams of water. So that second generation that decided to surrender and submit and went into the land, they got planted in the land, and they prospered there in the land. But that first generation, they were like the chaff driven away by the wind. They were out in the wilderness, and God describes it as, they shall not enter my rest. That's This is a case study of Psalm 1. So on Fridays, we often like to uh, find Jesus in the Psalms, and that rest is, to me, the ideal segue, because as we talked about on the program this week, the ultimate rest that we will know, the rest for the faithful people of God and the covenant of Christ, is only found in Christ, and that resurrection in Christ, and the opportunity to be with him, to be with the Lord forever in heaven, a true rest. As Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, my burden is easy and light. Here, you'll find rest for your rest souls. For your Jesus souls. becomes that rest even now, and then carries us into eternity. And so there is a need for rest. Just as those Israelites were seeking and had been uh, offered that promised land, but they didn't get it. They didn't go in. That is sobering to me. It is sobering to me as a as a believer and as a Christian to appreciate that it is possible to know the goodness of Christ and to accept his gospel and yet still not enter that rest. That is the possibility that the Hebrew uh, Christians were being warned about in the book of Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4. I know that is not a popular teaching today. A more popular teaching today is once saved, always saved. You can never sin in such a way so as to lose your salvation. But I tell you, if, if that was true, I do not understand why the book of Hebrews would even be in the New Testament canon It is there because it is a real possibility that we are not so different as Christians today than the Israelites of old, that our hearts cannot grow cold and grow hard, and we would would forget the promise that we would turn away from and not enter his rest. In finding Jesus in Psalm 95, I am going to make another equally shocking claim, a reference to another psalm that obviously I just never bring up, and that's Psalm 23. Because not only does this psalm make us think of Psalm 1, but once again, here we have a psalm that reminds us of Psalm 23, that great shepherd psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because what we find here in Psalm 95 and verse 7, for he is our God, we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Now in Psalm 95, we've got people with hard hearts who do not enter the rest of the Lord, which contrasts with Psalm 23, because there in Psalm 23 is David, who is going to follow the Lord, who does walk with him, who lets him lead him through even the deep, dark valleys, who lets him lead him beside still waters and lets him, helps him lie down in the green pastures. He is the sheep of his hand, and he ends up in the house of the Lord, in the rest Mm -hmm. of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we have the contrast. Psalm 23 is David making it to the Lord's rest. Psalm 95 is not making it to the Lord's rest because they won't follow and listen to the voice 
of the shepherd. Mm. Uh, So as I look at the way the ESV divides this up, it's bugged me the whole time that in verse seven, for he is our God, we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, which seems to go with the next verse, and it does as far as a sentence, but I think I know why the ESV writers kept that there. Maybe maybe it's because the King James did something different with it earlier, but we've been talking about sheep and shepherds. What do we know about sheep and the voice of the shepherd? They hear his voice. And they know it. They know it. They sh- they hear his voice. They know it. That's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Jesus says about himself. What, Colin? Tell me about yeah. Jesus, the shepherd. Man, Jesus, the shepherd. I can't help but think about John ten verse eleven, where Jesus talks about how he is the good shepherd, and that the good shepherd he lays down his life for the sheep. And you know how did Jesus do that? Well, he did that on the cross because we have a loving shepherd. I think about the hymn, and we've seen it sometimes, Jesus the Loving Shepherd, um, and just how comforting that picture is and how beautiful that hymn is as well. Jesus the Loving Shepherd calleth thee now to come. Into the fold of safety where there is rest and room. Very good. Very good. So in John 10, as you are pointing out there, Colin, in verse 2, uh, he talks about he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. And I guess I'm kind of thinking about this because it is is absolutely true, this beautiful picture of the knowledge, Christ for his people and his people for Christ. That we know his voice and will not uh, uh, be fooled by the, the voice of the hireling or the thief, some of these others. But how does that go along with this idea that hearts can be hardened? And I think it is that we choose to listen to other voices. We absolutely choose to listen to other voices. And that's what leads us astray. We choose to listen to them. We like what they're saying. We like what they're promising because of the instant gratification. That I keep coming back to that. That is one of the struggles. Even today, I hear Christians talk about how awful it is that you know you that, that Christians. You guys are just talking about pie in the sky and the great by and by. And what mm-hmm. we need is something for right now. Yeah. Okay, I get that. We want relevant teaching that's going to help me live for the Lord right now. But we need to understand that the basis for living for the Lord right now is understanding that he has this eternal promise. Mm-hmm. It's that, I, listen, I can talk to you about what is relevant for your life right now, but understand the basis of that is is that the choice you're making in this moment is going to have an eternal impact. And as I am talking to you about how to live right now, it's not going to be here's how you're going to feel happy right now in this moment. Yeah, It's not going to be, here's how you're going to have the best feelings about things right now. And I'm afraid that sometimes that's where people go. They don't want to just hear relevant teaching for this choice I'm about to make. They want to hear what's the choice that's going to make me feel good right now Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. somehow make that be the right thing. And that is not the way it works. The choice that is good in this moment often doesn't pay off in this moment. It pays off in eternity. And that's, that's one of the differences between the voice of the enemy and the voice of our shepherd. The voice of the enemy is all about payoff right now, all about your own individual 
be who you are and what you want to be and follow your own path. And the voice of Jesus is, no, I've got a way. Follow, follow my way, mm-hmm. Jesus says, because God's way works and your way won't. God's way works. Listen to that voice of that shepherd. Hey, and just like in Psalm 1, how do I know that I'm listening to the voice of Jesus when I am delighting in the law of the Lord, when I am meditating upon his word? I Yes, meditating on it, filling my mind with the voice. So let's just say this again. Meditation is not, as the Eastern mystic religions would tell us, emptying our minds to try to become one with the universe. Meditation is filling our minds with the word and will of God. Amen. That's the only way we're going to know his voice. If we keep trying to empty our minds, we're not going to know the voice of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the thing. we got to fill our minds with his voice, fill our days with his voice. And that's going to come by being in his word, being in it over and over and over again. This shepherd in Psalm 95 is Jesus. Let me tell you what that means. That means the one who holds the whole world in his hand. Guess who that is? Jesus. That's Jesus. Jesus is the God who who owns the whole world, who is king, who is the great king above all gods. When Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, he's claiming Psalm 95, that's me. Mm-hmm. And what a powerful God we have mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. Colin, why don't you go ahead and lead us out yeah. for the end, to end this week in prayer. Our dear Lord, we are so thankful. Lord, you are the good shepherd. You watch over us and you take care of us, Lord. We're so thankful for you. Lord, you laid, you've laid down your life for us so that we have the chance to be up in heaven with you and to have that rest. Lord, I pray that we all continue to strive for that. And I pray that we remain faithful and encourage one another. Again, we're thankful for your son and his sacrifice in your son's holy name. Amen. 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 Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.